The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. Ross, we're brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, June 8th, currently 11.05 on the East Coast, here to talk about our betting picks for the NBA Finals Game 3 tonight in Boston between, obviously, the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. And help me to break it all down, a full house of sharp guys. It's my main man on the East Coast. Superstar of the show, Terrell Furman Jr. How you feeling, Terrell? Uh, I'm feeling like it's a good day to smoke some Boston Pack. Uh, rolling, <laughs> rolling up that Boston Pack in China. Ooh, smoking on weed. Uh, good, 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 great day to smoke on some of that Boston Green. I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, next season, Terrell, we need to work on getting a a soundboard for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Oh, it's already in the works. (laughs) I talked to the powers at B. It is on the way. And just, ooh, you thought I, people are not going to like me when I get a soundboard. Oh, my God. (laughs) You are going to hate me. And also joining us here to break down game three is the man that does it both on and off the court for SGPN. It's Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, how you feeling, buddy? Doing pretty well. I heard we actually have a basketball game on today. Ah, it's been. You know, uh, it, it feels ages. like it's been three well, years. We've had. We've had. Some I know. We made some money on WNBA. I know. We made some money. I know. But all right, let's just make sure we threw that out there. <laughs> Playoff basketball. Okay. We have okay. some action there, which they really have way too much time in between games. I mean, the schedule has killed any momentum of any kind. But besides that, happy that this is going on. I know Terrell mentioned the Boston Green. He might be smoking on. I don't know if you guys saw that tweet that apparently Snoop's paying his uh, joint roller about sixty grand a year. Oh no, no, it went up, uh, and then he retweeted it. It, it. it went, went up, up, and he, he blamed inflation. inflation. So <laughs> yeah, it might be seventy so. k now, but that's yeah, a hell of a job it. right there. Hey, hey, Snoop, Snoop, if you look, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I could get fired early, but hey. Look, I'm I'm almost done with this military stuff, Snoop. I'm it's medicinal done. purposes. Just, You're fine. Yeah, yeah I'm almost done with the military stuff, Snoop. If you need somebody else, I'm you know I'm looking to relocate. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I saw what uh, Uberfax uh, tweeted yeah. out that his blunt roller makes fifty to sixty k a year, and then he retweets saying, "Oh, that number has definitely gone up. Inflation is all he said." I thought that was that was pretty funny, but uh. You guys want to tout a WNBA a little bit before we get into NBA? How's the WNBA goes for going for you guys? Terrell, going pretty well in general. Oh yeah, you. I mean, shoot, everybody know I'm not the humble one. We fucking killing it. <laughs> We're killing it in the WNBA. So you, know, you ain't got to tell me nothing. I mean, we 
We was on the dream last night. They didn't come through. But if you hopped in the WBA Slack channel, like I've been trying to tell everybody to hop into. So I need, all, matter of fact, if you listening right now and you know you one of our people in our Slack channel, matter of fact, if you're not even in the Slack channel, sg.pn slash Slack, hop in the Slack channel and go to that hashtag WNBA tab because I dropped my another lock, which was Seattle's team total under 79 and a half. And... I mean, it wasn't even it's 72. It came in at 72. It was a sweat, not a sweat. Really, really didn't care too much. I kind of turned the game off because I was getting upset because the Dreamer losing. But team total got there. And is, is the Dreamer just one of the best defensive teams. They always hold teams to their season average. I talked about it on Spotify. talked about it. I didn't talk about it on our show, but I talked about it on Spotify. And I actually made it official play, and it came through. So y'all know to come tap in with us on WNBA because, look, these hoops about to end. These hoops about to end, and these podcasts been they finna slow down a little bit. So you gonna need somewhere to go get some of this good, this good work in over the summer. If you ain't like Moon off and you don't rock with the baseball, because the baseball cool, but it's still the baseball. <laughs> it's still the baseball. If you need some hoops, you better come on to the WNBA Gambling Podcast. We got them hoops for you. Yeah, definitely check out uh, Scott and Terrell on the WNBA Gambling Podcast. They are absolutely crushing it. I did get on uh, Terrell's bonus lock of the Seattle Storm under 79.5 team total. Uh, like he said, it was sweaty, but it came through uh, with a little bit of ease as well. All right, guys. Uh, finally, we are here Wednesday night, game three between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Uh, like Scott was mentioning, it feels like an eternity since we've had a basketball game. But thankfully, we have a game tonight on Wednesday. And then we have a day off tomorrow, but we're right back at it on Friday night uh, in Boston for games three and four. Let's just dive right into the uh, game here, guys. So right now I'm currently seeing over on win bet, the Boston Celtics are a three and a half point home favorite. Money line minus 170 plus 140 for the Golden State Warriors in total currently at 212 over on win bet. Um, Scott, I'll start with you. Um, which way are you leaning? Let's start with the spread here first. Right now, Boston is favored minus three and a half. I will throw the caveat out there that this morning, obviously, we got the news that Scott Foster will be officiating. I'm not sure if that sways your opinion in any uh, ways, but it does for some people. I just want to add that in there. (laughs) Well, I know that on Twitter was circulating that Scott Foster and the Celtics, Celtics are like 12 and 0, 13 0 with him. Mm. That's bullshit. So just don't follow that. That's That's just a lie. I believe he was the ref in game one against Milwaukee. And Milwaukee killed him. So if you see that stat around, just know that that's false. But either way, I like Golden State in this spot. It's really a situation where even if the line was closer to a pick'em, I would still lean to Golden State. Of course, it's really tough to judge what to expect from Game Three when Game Two was so long ago. So you have to wonder if momentum just automatically died based on the time in between games. But Golden State with Gary Payton the second, I just thought he had a gear defensively that I don't think Boston has many counters to. And I feel like Boston offensively, we know is reliant on heavily on just two guys. But we saw in game two that unless Horford or Smart shoot extremely well, they're kind of screwed because they really don't have many other options. And we've seen Golden State, with Clay being awful in the first two games, still manage to put up a lot of points because we've seen Jordan Poole step up at times. We've seen the supporting cast, Wiggins step up at times. I just think Golden State is the better team because they are less reliant on their star guys to have huge performances. Now, Curry's been great, so I'll give him that. We have not seen Curry struggle yet, 
but I do think that Golden State is just the better and deeper overall team. I had Golden State in six when the series started. I think we might still be headed that way. But do I really want to lay three and a half? I don't know what home court advantage Boston has when they're five and four straight up at home. So I wonder how many points home court advantage is worth. I know usually it's three. Mm-hmm. I don't think Boston's home court is worth three when you're five and four straight up. So I like Golden State in the spot tonight, especially getting points. I really like the under. Yeah. I think this total's too high. We saw in game two, Golden State's defense clamped down. We saw that in game one, first time playing in a basically a week for both teams. We kind of just saw a track meet early on. Games slow down a bit. But the pace of these games have been extremely slow. So I'm not taking an over. I like the under in this spot, but I also like Golden State. Joe, kick it to you. Let's start with the spread here. Uh, Boston favored by minus three and a half. Uh, which way are you betting this game? No, come on now. Why he's smoking the Boston there? pack. Which way do you yeah, think he's going? Yeah, you know, matter of fact, I'm, I'm over here getting right on that Boston green right now. I heard it's very, very potent around here nowadays. Uh, <laughs> so, but what I will say is, is yes, I'm on Golden State. I'm on Golden State in the points. I'll take the money line. And if you look at what Golden State has done in these playoffs, and not just these playoffs, but over the course of this incredible run that they have of like 16 or 17 straight playoff series with the road win, this season, they that first game that they played on the road, they got in the win. They got the win in that first game on the road against the Nuggets. They got the win in the first game on the road against Memphis, which was game one, by the way. And they got the win in um, the first game on the road against Dallas. So this is a trend for them. And this is a big game because this is where you can effectively suck the life out of Boston because now you really put pressure on them that for them to say, we have to win game four because we can't go down three, one and we can't get swept at home. And so while I do think that they both probably do split and this goes back to golden state, a two, two series, I'm still taking golden state in this first game. Cause I think that they understand the situation they're in. I think that they have, defensively they are pushing boston exactly where they want them where boston's just taking a whole bunch of threes mm-hmm. and for the first two games they hit them they're 50 percent in the first one 40 percent in the second is that going to keep going for the entire series no boston is going to miss shots boston always has times when they miss shots that's why their record was so bad in the beginning of the season because they just couldn't hit shots in the beginning of the season when it mattered whereas in the back of the half of the season they got a look they got a little uh rolling and got some What's the word I'm looking for? Basically, they got they some continuity in their offense over that second half of the season, and it got more rolling. But they still have times where in these playoffs, they revert, whether it's at home or on the road. They revert to that team that just can't make shots for that day. Yeah. And so if I'm taking a three-point contest between Boston and between Golden State, I'm taking Golden State. And the issue is Boston can't get anything on the inside. So with that, I'm just going to stick with Golden State here. I think that they pressure Boston into taking outside shots, and they're just not going to make them. Does it surprise you the spread is this high? I know Boston's at home, but I was kind of expecting like one and a half. No, the Boston's been getting this high number over at home throughout all the series. You know, yeah, but they haven't been good at home. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, I feel like it's it not, might be a little high. They they keep giving it to them, and it was times where I think it was one time where they were in the Milwaukee series and they had a spread at home, and it was like five and a half. I'm like, why would I ever lay five and a half with Boston? And they ended up going out there and covering. So I'm not saying it's not possible, but I just I think that being safe with the line. But I'm I'm just a believer in Golden State going out there and get it done. I think the value's on Golden State. 
Yeah, I I, I like go, uh, Golden State for the full game as well, plus three and a half. But uh, you know, you guys covered everything that I was going to say anyway, so I'm not going to dive into that again. But I do like Boston early in this game um, in the first half. I think that they'll come out, you know, and play well in that first quarter and first half. Uh, and then we we've talked about it. I don't know, since these three players got together for Golden State and Steve Kerr, how third quarter has been absolutely fantastic for the uh, Golden State Warriors. And, and it's proven that way as well in games one and game two. But Boston has kept kept it competitive in the first uh, in the first half. So I think them being back at home, um, I think they'll play well in the first half. And then we'll see again that third quarter for the Golden State Warriors, um, you know, Doing what they've done, I mean, they've they've outscored them, I think, by twenty plus points in both in games one and game two in that third quarter, and then it's really, I think it's really going to come down to that fourth quarter and who's going to make their shots and who's not going to make their shots. But um, yeah, full game, I agree with the guys, plus three and a half Warriors money line, but I, I really do like Boston uh, in that first half uh, just to come out and play well um, on their home floor. Uh, let's get to the total here, guys. I know Scott, you already mentioned you do like the under in this game. Uh, I can't wanna, resist it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. But anything else you want to add to that total for the under? Not really. It, once again, I feel like a lot of people focus on the shooting numbers from three, which of course matter. But the mm-hmm. one factor which does not typically vary that drastically from game to game is pace. Because we know shooting, especially in today's NBA, is a bunch of variants. So you can't really account for it. But when you're looking at the pace, both these teams have been playing at borderline Dallas Mavericks pace in the finals up to this point. That's not good. That's not exactly a fun time. But the point is, if you're going to be limiting the overall number of possessions because of how much time you're taking off of the shot clock every given possession, then I'm going to have to like the under. Now, Foster might end up having a bunch of star players get into foul trouble, which is a bonus because we've seen that happen all playoffs long. But Scott Foster's games have been typically low scoring because the truth is, if you're not going to be in the bonus that often, but you're still calling some fouls, the entire pace of the game, which was already non-existent, is totally shot. So for me, I'm going to go with the under. Now, you can argue what Boston should do to counter Golden State's defense, which might involve playing faster. I'm not sure if they're going to do that or if Golden State will allow them to do that. But if you're looking at both teams being great defensively, both teams playing very slow in terms of pace, and Scott Foster potentially getting Tatum into foul trouble again, I'm not taking the over. So I'm going to go with the under. Terrell, thoughts on the total? Oh, well, I'm going over. <laughs> okay. I'm going over. Yeah, I, I see the pace of play, and Scott made a whole bunch of different points. But ultimately, what I think it is, is I think Boston is going to shoot the ball a little bit better. But I don't think Golden State is going to regress at all. If anything, I think that while I'm not betting it, I I think Clay Thompson does play a little bit better. I'm not willing to put any money on Clay Thompson right now, but I do think that he plays a little bit better. I think Andrew Wiggins plays better. I think that Golden State, ultimately that last game really wasn't the best game for Golden State, and they won, and they won convincingly. And so while I think that offense for Golden State gets going, I don't think Boston is just going to get ran out the building at home. So that's why I lean to a small lean to the over. I think that if this over, and it opened up at like 215 something, it's at like 212 right now. I think it probably comes in maybe like 216, 217. Like it's really, really close, but I'm just a small lean to the over. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the uh, pace numbers in the playoffs here by quarter. And, um, you know, we've seen, I think, the first two quarters, or sorry, the first quarter in the first two games, I get, I believe, get over the total. Um, and then, you know, defense really pick up in that third quarter, sorry, the second quarter. And then, you know, obviously in the second half. So I think that, um, 
for me, I still do like the full game uh, under, but I would probably lean towards taking that first half over. Sorry, uh, first quarter over, and then maybe finding a middle uh, on the live where you can, you know, if they're out again scoring 55, 60 points in that first quarter, you could come in and probably get a, I don't know, around a two twenty something like that mm-hmm. to come in and take the under at that point. But um, yeah, I'll lean with the under. I'll probably look at first quarter uh, over in this game. Um, what else, guys? You guys have anything else um, for before we get some best bets here? Well, I know we're doing the propcast in a bit, so I'll save my player yeah. props for that show. Okay. But as a whole, I guess the one thing I will ask each of you with regard to Golden State and how well they played in Game Two, do you believe that that level of defensive intensity is going to be fully sustainable? on the road or do you think the home crowd definitely helped i'd say manifest that masterclass performance that we just saw no defense travels i agree That's if, why if anything yeah if anything travels defense travels so no i'm not i'm not concerned about that at all i agree yeah. i'm just asking for the sake of asking to see if any of you had a counterpoint but i think the thing is once again why i like the under i think there's a couple ways you can get there i think that either golden state doesn't shoot that well which we've seen before in the series clay struggles again we'll see what happens there or Golden State's defense puts the clamps down again, and Boston probably has a hard time reaching 100. Mm-hmm. So if that happens, I'm not going to take an over. Now, I understand Terrell's point. They might shoot better from three at home. You might see just Boston have more intelligent offense involving Smart and Horford so they don't combine for four points. But at the end of the day, I do wonder if Boston really has many counters besides hoping for positive regression when it comes to overall shooting. And they've already been shooting well from three. So I just think Boston's going to drag the total down so dramatically that I can't really take an over in the spot. Mm-hmm. I think the one question that I had for you guys is that does the defensive plan for the Boston Celtics change where they're maybe trying to double Steph Curry and then make somebody else beat them? Because the supporting cast really hasn't – outside of Jordan Poole in game two, the supporting cast hasn't really – played up to their potential so far. And I think we haven't seen a complete offensive effort from the Golden State Warriors yet. So do you think that Emi Yudoka deploys a plan where he says, hey, let's double Steph Curry and make somebody else beat us? Personally, no. I I don't see that happening because Golden State's offense is predicated so heavily on ball movement. And you can argue that Golden State's supporting cast has not been great because they have still been guarded by other players. If you start double teaming Curry, Mm -hmm. those percentages get a lot higher when they're wide open. So I don't know if you want to run the risk of forcing Curry to score less, but potentially getting the rest of the team hot. I feel like that could be a net negative because if Curry's really the only guy that's been consistent and you run the risk of getting Clay on track, getting Wiggins on track, getting some of these other guys on track, then yes, you might have limited one guy, but you're causing three to four other people to potentially find the rhythm. So I don't see that happening. I think the one area that Boston is going to change their philosophy with regard to Curry, they're going to be more aggressive. I don't want to say Marcus Smart's going to be cheap-shotting Curry, but I think he'll be physical, maybe pushing him a little bit in between plays. We'll see some stuff there. But I just think the main, I'd say, adjustment Boston has to make defensively is to just make sure that Curry never has airspace, which is easier said than done. You might see a little bit of trapping maybe on some pick and rolls, but I don't think you're going to see any legitimate doubling. I think at the end of the day, they will say to themselves with the supporting cast struggling, if we can limit Curry 
to even 42% shooting from the floor weren't a great shot to win games. So I don't see them over-adjusting. I think they'll stick with the same game plan. The only adjustment, I think they'll get a little bit higher on off-ball screens, and I think they'll be more physical. But I don't expect them to double-team. Troy, any thoughts on maybe a defensive change for Boston, or do you think it's going to be the same plan? Mm, I mean... They're they're gonna make some type of adjustment. It's gonna be some type of adjustment. I think that they should throw different looks at them, be more creative on defense, not necessarily going with one set thing for the top course of the entire game, but throw some different things at them. Throw, you know, throw some zone, throw some man, throw a boxing one in there. You go out there if you trap on the ball, full court uh, press, all everything. Try everything. Open up the bag, and I would have really been trying that stuff the entire series like getting creative with different defensive looks and seeing okay what couple of things work because if you trapping then that might not work but if you got somebody shadowing them full court you might you know throw them off a little bit if you running you know while out how elementary it is if you're running a box of one it might it might work what we've seen the toronto raptors run a box of one against steph curry in the playoffs before and had some success so Try different things. See how see how it works with that team and what you can possibly do with it. Now, is game three is a very bad time to be trying those different things, but you got to keep learning. You got to keep learning. This is a long series, and there's still three more games until three more wins until somebody's declared a winner. Like I think, three more wins until somebody's declared a winner. So you got to go try different different things, different looks, and find something that holds him to twenty five points instead of thirty. I think this kind of goes back to the point I was trying to mention the last time all three of us did a podcast. I mentioned that Grant Williams should potentially play more. Yeah. I know that Robert Williams has been good. He's questionable again. What else is new? We'll see how healthy he actually is. But Marcus Smart's kind of the only guy on the court who's actually been somewhat physical with Curry. And Golden State runs so many off-ball screens that it's not like Smart's going to actually stay with Curry more than 10 seconds in a given possession. Mm-hmm. That's why I think Grant Williams needs to play more because he can also be mobile enough to stay with Curry to some degree, or at least to fight off screens, while also being physical with Curry off-ball. That's where I think Grant Williams playing more would have a positive impact. Now, the negative impact would be the rebounding, because, of course, with Horford and with Williams, you're a better rebounding team. But if you want to talk about how to stop Curry or what different looks you can give him, I think you need Smart and Williams, Grant, on the court at the same time because you need them to alternate really just denying ball on Curry and forcing him to use extra energy trying to deal with the physical brand of basketball those two play. I think that's the main adjustment they can make. And see, that's why I'm on – that's another reason why I'm on Golden State because you're not going to tire out Steph Curry. Like that's it. That's the thing. You can be physical all you want and you can do everything that Scott said and it's a very good, like, you know, idea. But you're not going to tire out Steph Curry because he is – literally the specimen the peak specimen of conditioning Mm. like when you watch this man whether you're watching a workout whether you see him in a game there is rarely a time you see him with his hands on his hips what sucking for air anything the man does not get tired at all and that's why he's so he was so effective late in games at time is because everybody else is tired because being physical doesn't just take it off of him. That that takes energy from Marcus Smart. It takes energy from Grant Williams. It takes energy from Jason Tatum. It takes energy from the other team. But 
the man's conditioning is otherworldly. You just heard Anthony Edwards talking about how he did a workout for Steve Kerr, and he and Steve Kerr's like, "Bro, are you tired?" Steph Steph does this like ten times over. Like, are you tired right now, really? And it's like, yes, that's crazy because Steph's conditioning is peak. Like he has he's learned his breathing techniques from all this stuff. And if you haven't seen his interviews where he talks about how he's gotten his conditioning, like, please go watch it. His conditioning is top tier pristine Mm -hmm. and that's where i'm just like yeah they can be physical with them but i don't think it's gonna work i think that like i think you're just gonna tie yourself out for three quarters then steph is gonna come back in the fourth quarter and look like he just started the game yeah so it's it's, boston is in a predicament that's why you know i'm on the winning team with golden state and you know we smoking that that boston green tonight but uh it, it Boston definitely going to have something on their hands. And I truly, truly believe game one was a fluke. They are very lucky to be up, to be tied 1-1 right now. All I know is I didn't say that it was going to officially work because we know that Curry's conditioning is arguably the best in the history of the sport. But I'm just trying to think in the mind of Udoka with regards to guarding Curry. Isn't what I just said kind of the main counter which you hope and pray works out? You give Grant Williams more minutes and you just – Hope that they can fight screens better than Horf than Horford, et cetera, and William and Robert Williams, and just hope that denying can at least take Golden State out of some flow. Because once again, it's not really going to fully work out tiring out Curry because he doesn't get tired. But when it comes to what counters Udoka can make, isn't using Grant Williams more the main counter that they have? I think that is it sounds good until Grant Williams pick up two fouls in the first quarter. Yeah. You know, going to complain very, about it. Which so, is, you know. yeah, which is very, you know, very likely and how this Golden, Golden State team battles people that try to play them like that. Because, you know, it's not the first, it's like the first time people have said, all right, we're going to be physical with them. And they're like, all right, you can try to be physical with me if you want. I promise you I'm getting to the line. And so, you know, we'll, them boys got them hands full. They got them hands full because it's not just Steph out there. Like, it's not just Steph out there. You have a whole cast. And if Robin gets going whew, we if robin gets going who i do want to ask you enough though mm-hmm. do you have any other ideas defensively on what boston can do to deal with curry because i think you'd probably agree with me about yeah. doubling curry accomplishes more harm than good right you can let the other good shooters get going that have been struggling up to this point I don't know what other counters you have besides just hoping that Grant Williams and Marcus Smart can deny the ball well enough to take Golden State into some awful possessions because they will be late to start their actions. Yeah, and that's why I posed the question to you guys is that, like, what else can they really do to really slow down Steph Curry? It's like, okay, if Steph Curry beats us, he beats us, right? But, again, with the the, Terrell uh, hit the nail on this as as well is that just the type of offense that they have, it – that that's just why Golden State and Steph Curry and their offense is so good because of so much motion and guys running around picks and getting, you know, shots up and, you know, Draymond really finding the guys in those right spots and they're able to knock down shots. And again, I think that only way to really try to combat Steph Curry is what Terrell said is throw different looks at him, see if that works, throw Marcus Smart at him. I know throw Grant Williams at him, see what happens, maybe put Jason Tatum's length on him. I don't know, but it's really, especially when you're facing it, this this type of offense with the amount of movement that this offense has and the shoes that they do have. And what just Terrell said that if 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 Clay Thompson gets going, this series could be over real real quick. Um, and then again, I agree 100 percent that 
despite that fourth quarter that the Boston Celtics had, we could be looking at a 2-0 series lead right now for the Golden State Warriors. I mean, it took them to hit nine three-pointers from uh, Al Horford, Jalen Brown in that game one in the fourth quarter for them to win that game. But to answer your question, I, I don't. And that's that's what I'm going to be looking out for here tonight to see what type of adjustments, if they do have any, uh, on what they want to do with Steph Curry. Do you think Neath Smith plays more? I'm trying to think of hypothetical think wing so. defenders or any bodies that they can use to give Golden State a different look. I mean, you mentioned how Williams might get into foul trouble. Grant, I'm talking about, because he's going to have to fight over screens a lot. And Williams, the other one, is injured. Would we potentially see more Neesmith as a breaking case of emergency move that Udoka is just throwing everything and seeing what sticks? Maybe. I mean, you could try it, right? Know. Maybe, but I mean, again, Neesmith has, I mean, he's an energy guy. So if you're yeah. trying to find something that can potentially spark defensive, I don't know, integrity, yeah. maybe Neesmith gives you a couple of minutes. But once again, if we're talking about Aaron Neesmith, you have some problems as a whole. Yeah. Right, and then I, yeah, you could try tie him out there for about four or five minutes, see what happens. If if it's working, great, stay with it. If not, then again, when you're facing a player as as dynamic as Steph Curry, it's it's really hard to slow a player down. Or worst like case that. is he can be a foul merchant. You bring in Neesmith, he might commit a couple of fouls, but he's will spend yeah. some energy trying to tire out Steph, which isn't going to do anything. But if you want to talk about guys who can use fouls to at least play physical. Neesmith is one of those guys. He plays 10 minutes, maybe picks up three fouls, maybe he doesn't, but he might be able to force Curry off of a spot a couple of times. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you, tell you guys about WinBet, our presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure to get down on Win's bet, $50 win, $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022. And get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries allowed. And as well, party with DJ Diesel. All users can bet $100 on NBA or casino, or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend DJ Diesel. Performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And let me tell you guys about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over under game. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two, two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason we're excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now, their new Over Under game, and have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your mobile phone, just go to sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get a 100% deposit match. At sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. 
We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And last but not least, let me tell you guys about IP Vanish. Did you know that using that <clears throat> sorry that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, and browsing history will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. So all you have to do is go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, guys, let's get over to our lock and dog for the game three between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Scott, I'll give you the floor first, my man, if you're, you have a lock and dog for our listeners. So looking at win, uh, I know that I said I like the under in this game, but I'm going to go with the Celtics team total under 108. I believe it's 108 flat at minus 110. I mentioned now the pace has been really favorable towards the under based on what we've seen up to this point. Mm-hmm. Golden State offensively, they might have a couple of guys wake up. We know Clay could get going at any moment, so I'm going to stay away from them. However, Golden State defensively, with Peyton actually being active, unlike in game one, just hit a gear defensively that Boston was not ready to handle offensively, and I'm not sure how Boston's going to counter it besides hoping for good shooting, but they were already shooting well from three, so I'm really mm-hmm. not sure what Boston's counter supposed to be even Tatum had 28 points in game two, and they still only scored 88 points. So 108 just seems way too high. Golden State defensively has really had a lot of counters for what Boston likes to do. And Boston might not get to 100 here. They might, but 108 seems too high. I'm not going to overreact to a ridiculously high-scoring fourth quarter in game one, which might mm-hmm. have caused that these team totals to be a little bit higher than they should. Mm-hmm. I think Boston finishes with around 102. But I'm going with the under. This number seems a bit too high. All right. And you have a dog? Yep. I'm going Golden State money line. Can't really resist it. At this point, Boston, we know, had one amazing quarter, which was, of course, the fourth quarter of game one. Golden State's looked like arguably the better team in each of the other quarters. If not, it's been a toss-up. Uh-huh. But I do believe that Golden State is good enough to win this game because of the fact that they have more defensive counters than Boston has with Robert Williams' injury. They have more scoring depth. They also had the experience. They've won a road game in X amount of series in a row. It's the all-time record. And Boston has not been very good at home. So if you want to factor in a home court advantage, but the team that has it is 5-4 and four at home, I think it's overrated in this case. 
Give me Golden State on the money line at around a plus 140. That seems like a pretty solid price. All right. So Scott's lock total. Sorry, Boston under 108 and a half. And his. It was just uh, 108. I'm I'm going to chop around and find a 108 and a half, but I saw 108 on wins, so I'll use it. Okay. All right. 108. And then his uh, dog, Golden State Warriors money line, currently plus 140 over on win bet. All right, uh, for my lock, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Boston Celtics. I know I like them early, so I'm gonna take them in the first. Uh, I'm gonna take them in the first half. Give me Boston Celtics minus two and a half in the first half. I think they come out and play well on their home floor. And again, I think we'll see that third quarter again from the um, from the Golden State Warriors. We saw it in games one and two, but I think Boston has been playing well early, trying to weather the storm against Golden State. They've been playing really well, especially in that second quarter as well. So I think they'll have the lead uh, by at least three points going into halftime. So I'll take Boston first half, minus two and a half. Um, For my dog, currently I am seeing – let me go over to win bet here and see on their quarters because third quarter money line – no, it's not. All right. Um – for my dog, let's see, man. I don't even know what I like. I got to go Warriors, right? I think that's the only option that we really have, your full game Warriors. Um, I'm not going to repeat what Scott said. I think we've already discussed that we like Golden State in the series, especially here in game three as well. Um, again, I am keep on talking about the third quarter, but it's been so profitable. I'm going to go with the Warriors uh, full game money line at plus 140 as well for game three. Terrell, floor is your, my man. Lock and dog. Hmm. Do I want to continue my Warriors trend or? Yeah. All right. Let's just do it. I'm not going to overthink. Lock. Golden State plus three and a half. Easy. All right. There we go. Dog. We're going to take Boston to win the first quarter. So I did a build, uh, win bet, build your own bet. Boston okay. to win the first quarter. Golden State to win the game. Did you hear me? No, so, so you said Boston you first quarter. In the yeah, you lagged out a little bit there. I got uh, Boston uh, first quarter money line and the Warriors full game. Yeah. Yep, four to one. Okay. Warriors full game. All right, four to one. I got you down. All right. So I'll just repeat our picks uh, for our listeners. So Scott, he's got the golden. Sorry, uh, lock is Boston team total over. Sorry, under one hundred eight. Dog Warriors money line for myself. I'm taking my log. Uh, Boston first half minus two and a half and f- my dog Warriors money line for the full game. Terrell lock Warriors plus three and a half dog uh, build your own parlay over on win bet. He's got Boston first quarter money line and Warriors full game money line that comes out to four to one for this game three here in the NBA finals. Gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast episode, uh, NBA Finals Game 3. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, Terrell, I'm going to give you the floor. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? No, no. Ready to go. Got that Boston green. Finna smoke on that Boston pack. Keep it rolling. And, you know, it's what it is. Shout out to the Warriors. Shout out to Steph Curry. Subscribe to the NBA, w, NBA Gambling Podcast, WNBA Gambling Podcast. 
and we rolling. You know where to find me at really real underscore underscore on Twitter. I look forward to hearing you all completely destroy me if Boston wins this game. Scott. Uh, yeah, we still have a couple of podcasts to do later today, so you'll, you'll be hearing a lot of me today. I'm um, looking forward to doing the propcast with you, so if you want some player props, check out that one as well. And then we got a fantasy football podcast between uh, Really Real and I, which should be fun. We're going to talk about some Dynasty League startup stuff, so stay tuned for that. It's never too early to have a fantasy draft, which is something that I'm learning as I go along, because people are really eating up the football content, and it doesn't start for another, I don't even know, three, four months? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's always a market another, for fantasy football coverage. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the guy said, make sure to check out and subscribe, like leave a review for the WNBA gambling podcast. Scott and Terrell are absolutely crushing it. Make sure to uh, get into the Slack channel as well. The NBA Slack channel, the WNBA Slack channel, as well as uh, so many other Slack channels, NFL. I mean, you name it, we have it uh, covered uh, in the Slack channel as well. Uh, Scott and Terrell will be back tomorrow recapping game three for the NBA gambling podcast and make sure to subscribe um, to the WME. Like I said, and if you haven't already NBA gambling podcast as well, like Scott mentioned him and I will be doing the prop cast for game three NBA finals player props. So make sure to check that out as well till then. Good luck with your bets today. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go.